So today is what we have been referring to for a while as Celebration Sunday. We come to to celebrate the good news, of course, each and every Sunday, that the way that impacts our lives. But we'll be celebrating all that God did through the Now is the Time campaign here in a little bit. We'll be announcing the, the totals about the money that was given and pledged. and We'll be able to celebrate those things together. We're going to be celebrating our karate uh, ministry that meets here. And we have some students who are going to be going on a mission trip And we're, we're sending them out on mission And we're celebrating the work that God's going to do in and through them To impact the lives of those that they're going to serve and tell the good news to And we get to celebrate new life in Christ through baptism here in just a little bit We have at least one person getting baptized in this service And eight more that are getting baptized in the second service And so we have a lot to celebrate today. But as we prepare for this celebration of baptism, I want to spend just a few minutes looking at baptism from a biblical perspective. Uh, Because I think a lot of us misunderstand baptism sometimes, or even those of us who have been baptized may not even have fully grasped what all it really meant for us and what, you know, all happened to us and uh, what to really think about it when we look back on that in our lives. And then there might even be some of you who are here today or you're watching online and, and you've never been baptized. Maybe that's because you're new to this whole church thing and checking it all out. You've never even uh, said yes to Jesus. Jesus, but then some of you may have said yes to Jesus. You may have understood the good news and even put your faith and trust in Jesus for salvation, but maybe never followed that up through baptism. Maybe you were baptized as an infant, but you've never been baptized as a believer in Christ. And so I just want to look at it from a biblical perspective because that's where we go to see the truth and to learn about these kinds of things. So first, let's just talk about what baptism is is not. Uh, Baptism, the act of being baptized in water, does not save us. The act of baptism does not give you eternal life. You receive eternal life by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. John 3.16, of course, tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. John doesn't say anything about being baptized in that verse. He says, belief in Jesus Christ equals eternal life. Not belief in baptism, just belief. The Apostle Paul in Ephesians 2.8 says clearly, For it is by grace you have been saved. How? Through faith. No mention of baptism here. You'd think if that was a requirement that Paul in these passages where he's teaching us about salvation would make sure that he said it and listed it here if it was necessary. It's by grace you're saved, he says, which of course is a gift and that gift, being a gift, has to be received. It's not something that you can earn and the way that we receive it, Paul says, is through faith, not baptism, or not even just faith plus baptism, just faith. Romans 5, Paul says it a little differently there. He says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, again, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith, again, into this grace which we now stand. Paul says that you're justified before God through faith. 
You gained access to God and have peace with him by faith. So again, this first and foremost is what baptism is not. We do not take a step of baptism in our lives for salvation, to give us eternal life for the forgiveness of sins. But the second thing we need to know is that it is a step commanded by Jesus to take after we have received eternal life by grace through faith. In Matthew 28, Jesus is addressing the disciples after his death and after his resurrection. One of the last things that he says to them is this in uh, chapter 28, verse 18, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go, he says, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And so, even though baptism is not a step that we take for our salvation, as you can clearly see here, it is an important step. It's an important step in each one of our lives that Jesus wants or rather even expects us to take after we have received salvation by grace through faith. And after Jesus tells his disciples this and he ascends back to heaven and sends the Holy Spirit and begins his work of going on mission and continuing his kingdom work through them, this is exactly what we see happening over and over and over again throughout the book of Acts. Even right after the Holy Spirit came, again, Peter stood up, he shared the gospel. You guys know this. We've talked about it even recently, a few Sundays ago. Peter stood up, shared the gospel with several thousand people. They began to then see, once they heard the good news, they began to see the truth. That They began to see how they had missed who Jesus really was and what it was that he had to offer them when he was uh, here in his earthly ministry. And so after Peter had shared all of these things and the lights had begun to be turned on for them and they finally saw it, they said to Peter, what must we do? We've missed it, Peter. What do we got to do now that we get it, now that we see it? This is what Peter says in Acts 2.38. Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Listen to verse 41. And those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Now, initially, Peter tells them to repent and be baptized, which, when at, look at that at first glance, it can seem to go against what I said earlier. But again, there was no mention of that in those other verses that I read, and I could have gone to a number of others. What Paul's really saying here, I mean, what Peter's really saying here, is to be baptized on the basis of the forgiveness of sins that you receive. He says to repent, which here means to turn away from what they did believe to now what they are believing about Jesus and receive his grace by faith by making him their Lord and Savior. When they did, we saw that they were immediately 
baptized, 3,000 of them, he said in verse 41. They believed and they were baptized. You could go on and on and see a number of instances that this happens throughout the book of Acts as well. The Ethiopian who came to uh, believe after Philip shared the gospel with him in Acts chapter 8. Saul, after he uh, was uh, blinded by Jesus and received Christ in that moment in Acts chapter 9, we see that he was baptized. In Acts chapter 16, we see the Philippian jailer and his family come to believe in Jesus and then they were baptized. This is the biblical perspective of water baptism you get saved by grace through faith in jesus and then you're baptized in water through immersion Uh, the next thing that we need to see about baptism though is that it is a symbol it's symbolic of what happens to you the moment that you put your faith and trust in Jesus for salvation. It represents many things. There's a picture of what happens to you the moment you receive Jesus and your life is changed. The first thing that it's a picture of, the first thing that it symbols is that all of your sins have been washed away. Again, the moment you say yes to Jesus. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, Paul says, In him, in Jesus, in Christ, we have redemption through his blood, not through baptism, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace, there's that word again, that he lavished on us. 1 John 1, 9, the apostle John says it this way, If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you confess that you are a sinner, that you're, there's sin in your life that separates you from God and that you're in need of a Savior and you receive Jesus as your Savior by grace through faith, then he cleanses all of your sins. So when you go underwater, when we take a person in baptism and we dunk them underwater, it's a symbol of the water uh, having a cleansing agent, right? I mean, we all take a bath to get dirt off of us, right? Except the water isn't cleansing things that are on the outside. It's a symbol of the way that Jesus washes all the dirt, if you will, off of our hearts, washes all the sins away on the inside of us. Now again, the water's not doing that. That's something that Jesus already did. The moment that we put our faith and trust in Jesus, we're just showing everybody else who's watching the baptism what already took place in our hearts the moment that we said yes to Jesus. So that's the first thing that it symbolizes. The second thing is it symbolizes your death, your burial, and your resurrection in Jesus. Romans chapter 6, verse 3 says, Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Now, the word baptism here, the way that Paul's referring to it, does not referring to it in the sense of water baptism. He's referring to it as immersion or to be immersed into Jesus. When we put our faith in Jesus, we're immersed into him. Another way to think of that is whatever happened to Jesus happened to us. Jesus died, Jesus was buried, and then he was raised to life again. 
Therefore, you and I, being immersed into him, also experience a co-death with him, a co-burial with him, and then a co-resurrection with him. Our old self, the one that was in Adam, that was born with a sin nature, dies. The old self is buried, and we're raised up to new life that we receive in Christ. So again, this is what's symbolized secondly in a water baptism. When we take a person and dunk them completely underwater, it's a symbol of them dying and being buried, but then being raised up to new life, having been resurrected from the dead, receiving that new life in Jesus. Again, the water isn't doing that. It's not the act of baptism that the old self really is dying in that moment and the new self is rising in that moment. It's just a picture of what Jesus did the very moment that we came to believe in Jesus for salvation. Our sins are cleansed, completely washed away, and we've received new life in Christ. We are not who we once were. So these are the things that baptism symbolizes, but the last thing to know from a biblical standpoint about baptism is that baptism identifies you as now being part of the church. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 through 14, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now again, uh, baptism here is not referring to water baptism, but the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which again happens the moment that we receive Jesus for salvation. The Spirit comes to dwell in us, regenerate our heart. We're born again in that moment. We're united to Jesus spiritually, and we become part of his body, and we become part part of each other we're united to him and we're united to each other the same way that all the the parts of a body are united to each other jesus is the head of that body he's the head of the church and we become the different parts of the body interconnected to him and to each other and so when we're being water baptized and we are saying it's a picture or a symbol of our death burial and resurrection in jesus that we experience in that union with Jesus and having been immersed into him that we're now also a part of the church with others who are united to him as well we even see that kind of in Acts 2 where they're being identified in receiving Christ they're being identified as now part of the church and then we're immediately described how they were a part of the church. They were now identified as being with them and belonging to them, and they were doing life with them. And so these are the things we see baptism represent from a biblical perspective. We have, again, uh, one person who's going to be baptized, at least in this service, and when he comes, then he's saying that his sins have been completely forgiven the moment that he said yes to Jesus. He's saying that he died and that he was buried and that he's been raised up to have new life in Christ and it is showing today that he is identifying himself as being part 
of the church, being one of us, being our brother and sister in Christ, that he belongs to us and that we belong to him and that Jesus puts us in that union with each other to do life with each other as he expresses his life in us and through us. And so this is going to be exciting to be able to celebrate this new life in Christ with our brother. But I want you to know today that if you've never said yes to Jesus and never been baptized, or maybe you had said yes to Jesus, but you've never followed up in baptism, maybe you were uh, baptized as an infant, but you've never experienced believer's baptism to be able to show all of these things that it uh, represents, and it's clear through Scripture that this is something that Jesus wants you to follow up with, then we've made arrangements for you to even be able to do this right now on the spot and so if this applies to you you've never said yes to Jesus and you want to be baptized today or you've said yes to Jesus but you've never followed up in baptism and you feel him speaking to you in this moment saying now is the time for you to be baptized and identified with the church and declare publicly what's happened to you the moment that you said yes to Jesus we want to give you that opportunity to be baptized as well we know that you didn't come prepared for that today and that you're going to get wet but we've taken measures to be able to walk through this with you and allow that to be able to happen and get you what it is that you need on the other side of this as well and so here's what's about to happen I'm about to close our time out from this message in prayer and the person who's getting baptized Chris is going to be getting up and leaving to go get changed to get ready for baptism and if that applies to any one of you now in this moment you want to say yes to Jesus or be baptized then this would be a good time for you while I'm praying to stand up as well and head over this way. Nicole is over here. She's waving her hand right now. She's the person that you would go see and she'll be able to take care of everything and get you ready to be able to baptize, be baptized in just a moment. While he and anyone else may be getting ready in this moment, we're gonna be taking up our offering. We're gonna be announcing our now is the time totals. We're gonna be praying over our karate mission team that's being sent out on mission and then when we get finished with all that and they have a chance to get ready we're going to be able to celebrate that new life in Christ today so let's pray father thank you for the good news that we uh, again heard about earlier and that we dove into your word to see today we thank you that Jesus you did all of the work to rescue us from our sins that it's not a work that we do it's something that we receive from you and lord many of us have received that and many of us in this room have been baptized and we thank you for all that it symbolized in our life the complete forgiveness of our sins that's been washed away the death burial and resurrection we experienced in jesus the, the identification with the church that we um, were proclaiming in that moment and we're excited for for chris and and maybe any others who you're speaking to in this moment to say yes to you or to follow up that decision in baptism as well and lord we pray over this offering that is about to be received today may you use it for your glory and your kingdom work that you're doing in this church and in our community and around the world in jesus name amen